parenting definitely has it all. It is a roller coaster of emotions. The joys, the winnings, the uncertainties. The times you just want to give it all up, but then you remember how blessed you are to be the custodian to this precious gift, your child. My name is Bumi, and you are listening to Nurture Box. Whatever time zone you're in, good morning, good afternoon, Good evening! <laughs> I'm super excited about this one as we are having our first expert in the field today. I can see you're getting excited too. Well, hold your horses. Last episode, we had a very interesting guest in the house and we talked about how it's important for parents to create an enabling environment that would allow their children's true self to shine through. Today, we'll be going a bit deeper. We'll be looking at how each child is unique. Every child is unique in his or her own way. Also, a few weeks ago, a listener sent in a question asking for clarification on the parenting styles that we have. We'll also be answering that question today. Before we get right into it, I want to apologize ahead. You may hear some slow-mo sounds here and there, just in a few places during the session. It's nothing serious. It doesn't distort what is being said in any way. I just needed to let you know. Now that I've said all that, Let's set this ball rolling. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Mrs. Oluwatoyi Ogunkomi, and she's a certified parenting educator and has written a number of books. Oh, she's also a family life therapist, I failed to mention. And for the sake of time, I'll just mention um, two of them. And she still has some books she's, she's working on. She has written The No Yelling Guide. She has written Help, Who is the Stranger in My Home. She has written Smart Parenting. She's also the convener of the Parenting Support System. It's such a pleasure to have you on Nurture Box. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Bumi. The pleasure is mine. Okay, to get right into today's topic, we'll be talking about the uniqueness of each child and how parents can understand that, see, I may have 10 children, but each of them have different personalities. How do I handle this? How do I raise my children? So to start with, I'd like to tell a a story. It's It's a real life story, something I observed, something I saw happen. So there was this family that had two sons. One of the sons, that is the elder one, was very organized, was good with crafts. You know, those kind of kids that as young as five, six, seven, they can fix things that get spoiled in the house. Very hands-on. Yes, the child was very hands-on and well-behaved. So the parents couldn't understand why the younger child couldn't just be like his elder brother. Why couldn't he just follow suit? Okay, fine, he may not be hands-on, but why isn't he well-behaved? Why is he, isn't he more respectful? Why is it just different? They kept complaining and wondering and doing all that, but nothing changed. In fact, the younger son turned out to be a teenager who, was, who always flouted instructions, who began telling lies. <laughs> he told one lie to cover the other. He, he, he started yelling at his parents and all that. And it was more or less mm-hmm. like, okay, we've been trying to correct him ever since he was younger, but nothing has changed. Is there a way mm-hmm. that his parents could have handled the situation better? And to go back to, mm-hmm. you and I were having a discussion earlier, and you said something about parents raising children in group. 
So can parents adopt the same parenting methods on all their children? I don't know if you get that, ma'am. Yeah, I got your question very well. And the story you just narrated is actually what is happening in some homes, assuming that, oh, all the children should be the same. After all, they came from the same home and I gave birth to them and I raised them in the same home. So they should behave the same. Well, fortunately, that is not the way it is. Why? Every child God has given to you, every child God has given to every parent is unique and special. And as parents, your role in the life of your child is to understand that child and the way he is. So we have this Bible verse that parents, a lot of people love to quote that says, train a child in the way he should go. And when he grows older, he will not depart. What way should that child go? How has God created that child? The way God created child A is quite different from child B. I tell parents, before you can pick any parenting style, before you can pick any parenting strategy, you need to understand the children. It starts by you observing the child God has given to you. Identify his personality. What is your child's love language? What are the multiple abilities that this child possesses? Once you're able to do that, you'll be able to know the child that is strong-willed, the child that is um, like a phlegmatic, the child that's like a sanguine, the child, you know, every child is different. And it's very important for parents to understand this. For that family that you narrated that story, that child could have been a strong-willed child. And because they did not nurture the child to bring out the best in his abilities or to bring out the best in the child, that was why the child reacted that way. And for that child to react like that, the child actually was revolting or rebelling based on the fact that you're expecting things from me that I don't even have within me to give. Hmm. And like the saying goes, we can only give what we have. So for parents, it's very important that you understand that child God has given to you. Observe that child. Identify the child's uniqueness and unearth that uniqueness, develop that uniqueness to the glory of God. Hmm. When you were talking about each child having different personalities, being unique in terms of temperaments, in terms of what they can do, in terms of how they react in different situations. Now, I want us to be clearer. Personalities mm-hmm. and temperaments, are they the same thing or are they different from each other? Okay. So most times we tend to interchange those two words. We use temperament, we use personality, but they're not really the same. The reason being that your temperament is your inborn traits, the traits God gave to you from heaven, who you are as a person, the set of traits that make you unique. That is who you are. While your personality type or personality style is a combination of your temperament and your character, meaning that the way you've been raised, your character is formed based on how you've been raised, your environment, the people you've connected with, while your temperament is your innate or inborn traits. So personality is a combination of your character and your temperament, while your temperament is just who you are as a person. So for like that boy now, his temperament might have been that is a choleric person, someone that wants to have his way, but because the parents were not able to nurture it properly, it's made the boy to have a bad personality, to have a personality that they could not deal with. Do you understand me? Yeah, I do, I do. So you're saying that 
what determines the kind of personality one will have is a combination of nature and nurture. Yes, nature, the inborn trait, person yes. came with. And how the person is and raised. Nurture, yes. Okay. These are not just the only factors that actually determines one's personality. Even okay. apart from the person's disorder, apart from the way the person is being raised, what about the environment, the media, what are they exposed to? Who do they listen to? Now, apart from the media, even the society, people they interact with, their peers, their friends, their family members, the teachers, their mentors, these also shape one's personality. Hmm. So let's say traumatic um, incidents happens to a child. It could be anything at all. That could alter the personality that individual had. Personality of the child. Yes, mm. very true. So, for example, a child that has been raped, a child that was raped by maybe a trusted neighbor or a trusted family member. In fact, there was a day I was listening to a TV station. The lady said she was raped while growing up. And because of that incident that she was raped and her parents did not intervene, when she, it was reported to the parents, the other family came to bribe the father, gave the father some money, and because of that incident, she hated men. Hmm. That, that incident shaped her personality in terms of her relationship with the opposite sex. So someone like that might end up becoming a lesbian. People wonder, why is this girl a lesbian? She's from a very good Christian home. But because of what had happened to her while growing up. So that's why I said factors that can determine your personality type or who you become when you grow up includes the nature your nurture, media, and your environment, things that have happened to you. It's called the significant experiences, things that have happened to you that affected you previously or, or that have affected somebody in a very either positive or negative way have a tendency to shape who you become. Hmm. I just want to say here that over time, I've come to learn that we don't just judge people based on what we know about them because a lot of factors or a lot of occurrences may have contributed to what they've become but we tend to judge people based on what we know about yes. them yeah there's this thing in nlp that says all you know is not all to be known do you understand so most times there's a lot that we don't even know about people so as human beings we need to change the lens we're using looking into the world we need to change the lens and put the lens of love so when we're looking at other people, let's look at them from the point of, I want to love this person. I want to understand this person. Let's seek to understand where the other person is coming from. Like you said, we should not debate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's all for the sake of learning. Thanks for sharing that, Ma. So our next question, what are the different personality types that we have? Basically, there are actually different personality types. We have um, a lot of psychologists coming up creating different personality tests based on their own understanding the first person to come up with this is Hippocrates. he came up with four so i'll just use his as an example although there are quite a lot of personality types out there we have the mayor briggs we have the dick's personality type test but i'll speak on the Hippocrates. it's kind of simple or easier but it's been modified into other personality types we have the choleric, we have the melancholy, we have the phlegmatic, and we have the sanguine. Other people have used these four as a base to develop other personality types. Sorry to cut you. So these four you just mentioned, 
aren't they supposed to be temperaments? Yeah. So that's why I said most times we tend to interchange personality type with temperament. But like I said, they're just like the basic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You can continue, ma'am. Okay. So for the choleric, they're kind of passionate, energetic. They want things to go their way. And because they want things to go their way, people might see them as being very aggressive. So you could have a child that is strong-willed. That child could be a choleric person. Parents that don't understand this personality type, like that particular boy that we were discussing, that's why I said his personality type could be, he's like a choleric person, he just wants to get things done his way, and that is it. And they're mostly tax-oriented people. And when things don't go their way, they tend to get angry. Then we also have like the phlegmatic. They are people-oriented, they're easygoing, they, want, they always seek peace in the environment. So you could have a child, like that child that you were talking about, that he always does things the way he's been asked to do them, he's neat, that's his personality type. He does not want to ruffle feathers. He wants, he's like a peaceful person. He's kind of person that everything in the environment should just be at peace. They also have the people that call the sanguine. They're also known as the influencers. They are happy, the optimistic set of people. They're like the fun of the party. They call them happy, jolly fellow. They are not really tax-oriented. They are more people and fun-oriented. And because of that, if a parent has this kind of child in the home, at times the child will just be lazy to do certain things, you know, because that just wants to have fun. And for children like this, if you give them tax with other people, you end up realizing that they will not do the tax, but they'll be the one gisting with the other person doing the tax. <laughs> at least you're doing something. <laughs> because they are the influencers. In my estate, there was a particular boy that knew almost everybody in the estate. And we call him like a connector. He would bring people from the other estate into our estate. They will come to our house, you know. So people like that, they have their own strong points. So as parents, when you see certain things that you do not like in your children, you feel that this is a weakness. All you need to do is to help them to turn that weakness into a strong point. Then the last one is the melancholy. They call them the sad people. I would say they want things done in a certain way, in that way. They tell people that they will arrange their things in a particular order. And if you go there and disarrange what they've arranged, it gets them irritated and they could get upset easily. And these kind of people are very artistic in nature. And these are the kind of people that before they even take decisions, they will think about it. If you have children like that, it's very important for parents to understand to know the personality and I tell parents know your child's strengths and know your child's weak points so once you know your child's weak point you help them and guide them out of their weak point so that they turn their weak point into strengths for them hmm. I like the way you kept it very short but you made sure you touched on <laughs> the major features of each of those personality types and in fact you've answered you've kind of answered part of the next question I'm supposed to ask you but still, okay. I'll, I'm going to ask because there's a side to it I've still not gotten answer to. So, looking at the phlegmatic, I know that for broader types of the personality types, I don't know if, if that's yeah. making sense, for the other broader yeah. coinage by different psychologists, I think, there's this particular one that it's in letters like ISFJ, IS... INT, INT, yeah. Yeah. So now for the phlegmatic, People that are more compassionate towards others, they are more of the nurturers, they want to do things for people, yeah. they are loving. Now, take for mm -hmm. instance, a child who is phlegmatic, 
who is considerate of others, who easily give things to others, who just wants to do things for others. Those features, they are very good, they are very admirable. However, these same kind of people tend to take things too personal. They are the kind of people that, yes, they do things for others and it hurts them when they see that people will not do the same thing for them. Another side of it is that people like this tend to neglect themselves in the process. You see that someone like that is in a relationship and the person goes all out for the other person or it may just be a friendship and he's not even paying attention to his or her own well-being. So looking at the other different personalities, like you've said, each of them have their strengths, each of them have their weaknesses. So as a parent, how do I create a balance in guiding the child that, okay, this is where you draw the line. I don't think that's an appropriate word to use. Let me use that same example that you spoke about. People like that, because they're all giving, they're all loving, they tend to be taken for granted. Exactly. As parents, it's very, very important that you help them. You help them to set boundaries in their lives. Let them get to understand themselves. Even for, even have parents that don't even understand themselves. Because of understanding exactly. their children. So it's, very for to, uh, so it's very important for parents to even understand themselves first. For them to even to understand their children. You know, one thing I did for my children was I made them go through that Maya Briggs personality type test, that particular test you're talking about. And I made everyone to know their personality type, to know their strengths and their weaknesses. Now for their weaknesses, I now help them to set boundaries. I help them to understand that there are times you need to care for yourself. What are the things you do not like that people do to you? It's very important we teach them to understand themselves. Let them be assertive, let them know what they want. Let them know who they are. This conversation needs to be ongoing with parents and children. What are the things you like? What are the things you do not like? If I do these things to you, how would you feel? And that's where emotional intelligence also come in. You need to teach your children about emotional intelligence, being aware about their own emotion and being aware of other people's emotion. So you have to teach them how to set boundaries. Very important. Now, for those that have a personality type that their weakness could be detrimental to them, you have to let them understand that this is the weakness of your personality type. And what are the options? What are the things you can do? So you don't dwell on this weakness. Okay, like in my home, one of my sons, I have a particular friend that was always coming to him because of things. And we had seen this, but my son didn't see it. As parents, we had seen it that this boy is coming to you just for certain things. What did we do? We've spoken to my son about it, but he just didn't see it. So we allowed him to face the consequence of his action. Hmm. So the consequence of the action, the guy came, asked for his bicycle. My son gave him the bicycle and the boy never came back. Wow. <laughs> so, so prior to him not coming back, the guy would come, borrow the bicycle, use the bicycle and go, use the bicycle and go. So the last one he did, he didn't come back with the bicycle. And my son was like, Mom, can you imagine? Can you imagine? And we were like, yeah, but we told you. <laughs> so there are times that you need to allow them to face certain consequences of certain actions. But I tell friends, don't let it be life-threatening consequences. Um, so help them to set boundaries, very important. Teach them emotional intelligence. For those that might have the tendency to get angry all the time, teach them anger management, very important. There are lots of tools out there. I know the thing about personality type. You know, I said personality is a, is a combination of your temperament, and your character, the way you've been nurtured. Mm-hmm. And for personality types, personality types can be modified, but your temperament cannot be modified. Yeah, true, true. 
I was actually going to ask you that this thing called personality, do they change over time? Naturally, do they just change or for some other reasons? Do we as human beings, do we keep shaping our personalities all our lives? I think we do. No, I said something that based on our significant emotional experiences, due to your experience, your life experiences, due to your interaction with people, that my son's example I gave now, his level of trusting would have reduced. So instead of him trusting people completely now, he will have that little boundary, that little reservation now. Mm -hmm. So like before, where he would just trust everybody and anybody. So our personality can change due to our significant emotional experiences. Hmm. Hmm. Um, now, talking about change, you have made it clear that there's a difference between temperaments and personalities, though one is infused into the other. Now, yes. when I began learning, you know, it's, it's just like, see, uh, I, I believe that children of this generation, they are, they are really blessed because this generation of parents are, are more informed, are doing things better, are taking time yeah. to teach. Just like you said, so anyone listening to this, being a parent, you have to do a lot of teaching. You have to do a lot of, teaching. that's what nurturing is about. Come on, the title of this podcast is Nurturebox. That's what nurturing is all about. So you have to take out time to actually you know, groom them, teach them. Personality, for instance, they will, it will, they will just know from heaven that this is what it is, or this is my temperament. You have to be the one to guide them, to make them understand this and that. And like Mrs. Ogunkomi said, if there's an instance where your child is not, is not seeing things from your perspective, and you believe that children learn from experiences, you believe that, okay, oh, yeah. I should allow this child make a mistake. It, doesn't, it shouldn't be something life-threatening, something life-threatening, like she said. But, oh, I would allow you make the mistake so that you can actually realize that, oh, if, it's, if it comes to that, you can allow it. Let them learn from experiences as well, as long as it's something mild. So, yeah. And it's always good for them to make their mistakes in the home. You know, yeah. let them make all the mistakes they can make in the home. So by the time they go out into life, into society, into the general world, they will have options to make the right choices. But sure. if you do not allow them to make their mistakes in the home, and they, the child will pretend to you, there is no way you can teach the child the right thing. Because you just assume that, ah, this boy is a good child, a model, da, excellent child. Meanwhile, the child has a dual personality. His, his child is showing you one personality at home <laughs> and is another personality out there with his yeah. friends. So it's very important for parents, allow your children to make the mistakes in the home so mm -hmm. that you can use those opportunities, or you can use that opportunity as a teachable moment to teach them the right thing to do. It's very important. Hmm. So please, you've heard that. Let your child express him or herself. Let their personality find the expression so you know who they really are. Mm -hmm. Like I was trying to ask earlier, we know that there are different personalities and I've heard that it's very possible to have more than one personality. Like, no, sorry, I mean temperament. I meant temperament. Like you can be a phlegmatic and you also have little traits of sanguine. The one will be dominant and the other would, you know. More dominant, yes. yes. 
I could be that person that I could be an introvert, someone that you know is easygoing and all that. But there are situations when I could be all bubbly and lively and all that. So when it comes to personality now, is it normal for a person to have <laughs> the word dual personality, multiple personality? It, to me, it just sounds like, okay, there's something wrong. But I don't want to assume that I know or anything. So I'm asking, is it normal? Okay, in terms of personality traits, you know, you, there's always the dominant one and you have the element of the others within you. Now, the dominant one is the one that people see you and identify you with. But there are certain situations that might bring out the other personalities that are not dominant and you just exhibit something in line with that personality at that point in time. And most times it could actually be like a survivor mode thing. Maybe there's a life-threatening incident and you need to survive as, as a person. So for example, the child that is um, easygoing, there's a day that the child will need to stand up and stand firm and do something drastic. And people will be wondering, what happened to this child? Why is this child behaving like this? That particular trait was actually in the child, but was not dominant. But because of that situation, that trait just needed to come out so at times we exhibit our other personality trait as a means to survive, like a survival mode thing. So one could have a dominant personality and there's another side to that person that is in there, but a particular situation or incident would bring it out. Like a person just needs to act in a certain way in certain situations and that's when the other side comes out. Not like it's abnormal, not like there's something wrong with that person. No, unless the person now has like a split personality and that's the psychological situation. One minute the person is hyper, the next minute the person is um, down. And for split personality, it's consistent for a period of, is it 45 days or 60 days? So, but if it's like, it just comes up once in a while, it's not something that parents should really be worried um, about. Should I say bothered about? Okay, okay. Now, you've, you've made a very profound point there because some people may wonder, okay, uh, my child just acted like this today. Is something wrong? So that doesn't mean something is necessarily wrong. The child may just have reacted based on the situation on ground. But when it, it is something yeah. that happened over time and it, you know, spikes some sort of, okay, is everything normal? The child does this now. The next second, the child is someone else. That's when a parent should be bothered and should actually seek help. Okay, that's that. To go back to where we started from, we talked about parenting styles. That is how, as a parent, you can raise your children knowing that, okay, this child differs from the other child. Everything still ties together. So child A differs from child B. How do I raise my children without looking at this one through the same lens I'm looking at the other one? So what parenting styles that we have and is any one parenting style effective in raising a child? Okay, psychologists have actually identified um, four different parenting styles. Okay. And uh, we have the authoritative, we have the neglective, authoritarian neglective, and we have permissive. I call them permissive. So for the authoritarian is where the parent is firm, parent has a lot of expectations from the children, there is no open channel of communication. The parents are strict, basically. Little or no support, no channel of communication, and the parents punish rather than discipline. Mm. But for the authoritative, 
again, the parent has high expectations for the children, but those expectations are based on the child's abilities and developmental milestones. Here, the parent supports the child in achieving these expectations. For the authoritative, the parents have an open channel of communication where they always speak with the children. The children can speak back to the parents and tell the parents what is going on, how they feel. They can tell the parents, oh, mommy, what you did yesterday, I really didn't like it because of X, Y, Z. And the parents won't take offense because they have an open channel of communication compared to the other one. Here, the parents do more discipline rather than punishing. Parents correct, love is high, expectations are high. It's just like there's a balance between everything, everything here compared to the authoritarian. Now, permissive is the one where the parents just allow the child to do everything and anything without discipline. Discipline is very low. So the child has done something wrong. The parents will not correct. The parents will not discipline. It's like another form of overpampering the child. While the neglective parenting is the one where the parents are emotionally detached from the children or they're they're just providing one support, but they're not there. There's no balance at all. So in terms of your parenting style, your parenting style should actually be more of a support base where you know your child, you understand your child's ability, you set expectations for your children based on their abilities, and you also support them in achieving these expectations. You know, it's one thing for you to set expectations for your children. It's another thing for you to support them, to help them to achieve. Yes. Because when you set expectations that are too high for your children without the proper support, you're already setting them up for failure. Ah, True, true. So, for example, you want your child to have all A's. What ability does he have? Does he need a lesson teacher? Does he need to read more? There's a balance. You've set the expectation. But you've also balanced it with your support. Resources, yeah. Resources, tools, how to achieve whatever goals you've set. So most times people will say that the authoritative is the best, but the authoritative still needs you to add support and still needs you to be more emotionally intelligent in terms of you or try to understand more about your child. It's not just you setting expectations, but you need to understand the child. You know, I keep saying this, that every child is special every child is unique but for every child you have you have to understand the child and know the child that you might need to be a little bit more firm with you know there are some children that you need to be firm with them or else they will not achieve anything but being firm with them doesn't mean you have to punish them doesn't mean you have to beat them or you know but just being firm be you insist on them doing what they need to do there are some children like that that you have to be firm with them or else they'll just end up becoming the parents in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> That's very insightful. So those are the four parenting styles that they are. The authoritative seem more like the best of them all, but still, like you said, no parents should base the way he or she would raise the children on a particular one. As long as you know your child, you are emotionally connected with your child, you are firm when you need to, and you make available the tools and resources that child needs to do well in different aspects of their lives. 
So before we go, Ma, I would like to know, have you written, because I know that this episode is not adequate enough for us to cover all that there is to talk about when it comes to personality types, understanding the uniqueness of your child and all that. I know you've written quite a number of books. Is there any one of your books that you would recommend in relation okay. to today's topic? So I've written like almost four books, but I've published three books. Now, two of the books I've published, one is called Smart Parenting. And Smart Parenting, I did like a general overview of how you can understand your child's personality and understand your child's uniqueness. While in the second book, it's called Help, Who is the Stranger in My Home? This book is for parents of adolescents, how you can understand and connect with your adolescents. In this book, I have a whole chapter of like almost 20 pages on how you can understand your adolescent's uniqueness. And in it, I've written about your child's personality type, your child's love language. I've written about your child's learning style. I've also written about your child's multiple abilities or skills, which I feel every parent needs to have. Because in this book, you need to understand that unique ability that your child has. So for example, like the example you gave now, there are children that the ability could be in terms of artistic, they know how to draw very well. And for a parent that cannot connect with that, parents will be wondering, but I need you to be a scientist, I need you to be a lawyer, <laughs> but that's not the child's strength. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that parents actually get this book. Smart Parenting and Help, Who is the Stranger in My Home? I've written extensively about how to identify your child's uniqueness in both of the books. Okay, okay, all right, all right then. So that's it for today, guys. There are some things that I thought I knew, but now I know that I didn't know the right thing. I know what is right (laughs) now. So I believe that for anyone listening, you've actually learned one or two things today. You've learned that children are unique in their own way, just as we adults are unique. Children are human beings, like I always say, no matter how little the person is, the person is still a person. And the person has his or her innate abilities, different things that make them who they are. So try to understand, you might be a parent, you might be a teacher, you might be a guardian, you might even be an elder sibling. Just try to understand, okay, what is it that is about this person? Try and observe, understand, don't just try to make that person into who you are or who you think they should be. Because this is very important in helping that individual become the best version of themselves, not just today in the present, but in the nearest future. So thank you once again, Mrs. Ogukomi, for honoring my invite and for sharing this insights with us. Thank you for having me. And it's a wrap for today. Have you subscribed to Nurture Box? Followed us on social media? Told a friend about us? Come on, what are you waiting for? In fact, I have a huge favor to ask of you. We are now on Twitter at NurtureBoxPod. Kindly go to Twitter, follow us, retweet our posts, tell your friends to follow us also. Let us reach 100 before the next episode. We can do this. We are more than this. 
Also, for the books that our guest, Ms. Oluwatoni Ogunkomi mentioned during the interview, they are all available on Amazon Kindle and on Amazon. I'll be dropping the link to our personal website below. She has a book due for release in December titled Preparing Your Adolescence for Independence Living. You can also pre-order that book. I'll be dropping the link to that below. Should you have any questions, a topic you would like us to discuss, an experience or story you would like to share, do you want to send us some feedback? Whatever it is you want to do, you'll find all relevant links in the description below. And if you've listened up to this point, wow, you're the real G. Thank you so much. And until next time, I wish you the best always in all your endeavors. Bye.